We have a special guest. We're going to introduce Gandalf the Grey. Can you hear, bud? Hello. Good evening. Thanks for having me. All right. So, yeah, um, I'm going to pause on getting into any topics and do all that. We could just kind of free, free flow. Sure, and, um, kind of chit-chat. Good to be here. Yeah. And anything, um, you feel free off the hip. We can talk about community stuff. Anything else going on? Um, and by the way, everyone, welcome. Conscious Thread. So, all right. May 21st. Yeah, 21? it's the 21st. Jen was trying to tell me this. There's all these 21s going on today right now. Oh, yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah, there's a lot of 21s, man. But I can't remember the actual <laughs> thing to be able to recite it without looking like a complete numpty, which is an English word for a bit of an idiot. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> a numpty. Well, awesome, man. Um, so what have you been up to? What, you know, uh, what things have caught in your interest in the world lately? Trying to keep the beast from the door. Um, anyway, just uh, keeping the, the man at bay, I think, which is on a lot of people's minds at the moment. Right. How to deal with the beast in the book of Revelations, which I firmly, firmly believe it's not a metaphor right now. It's you're literally in Revelations and anyone right. that hasn't figured that out yet. End of times, end of days. Well, hey, yeah, and, you have and all you need those, to wake up. We have all these possible conspiracies of this. Uh, virus having a chip in it for all those times and like i remember during the um, pandemic like the beginning of it how people were you know trying to expose the um, the whole id you know the, the ID, ID 2020 yeah, yeah the whole thing yeah. and and it took all these different forms because those were factual documents and you know things seem to get taken out of context though because of how people tend to share things sometimes they might have facts but the way they share them makes them not fact worthy like they the facts are there but the way the story is told skews it and so things have seemed to get kind of blurry over all this time but we're starting to really see that more and more happen now like you know and for me what i've noticed if there was any plan in this demic at all there would you know there would be this uh this process that would happen that people wouldn't be able to necessarily recognize and why would that be is probably because they would be the ones played the ones played to play it out so they couldn't see it because it was their actions and so in, in in the ways of let's say being on one side or the other of the politics being on one side or the other of the covid vaccine being on one side or the other of the mask being on one side or the other of immigration policies right being on one side or the other of corrupt government, it's, whether it's Atiba polarization, should burn, isn't it? burn down the country. Yeah. That's the whole thing. It just keeps going. And so we're the ones, it seems, you know, that are being tricked into play out these things to where we're all, it's the irony of to me is that I'm starting to see posts around people welcoming martial law because they think it's going to take out the deep state. And so it's like we've been tricked so much to the degree that even the people that I regard as highly intelligent truly don't realize they're they're satiated by the thought of martial law. Well, <laughs> uh, it's going back to David Icke's problem, reaction, solution, isn't it? Right. You create the problem, the people react, get uppity and outraged by it. Right. 
and the government go, look, here's the solution. This one's the COVID vax or whether it's martial law. And so, yeah, getting played the controlled opposition between they own both sides. Right. When you've had that amount of money for that many years. (laughs) Well, they made the the material that they turned into money, isn't it? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the the thing that, you know, people, Uh, I ask people, do you you understand what social engineering is? It's not building a bridge across the fucking river so we can all go to the other side. right? Right. It's like you're being shaped by... I also say to people about um, fascism or the word fashion, right? Like fashion clothes or to fashion something. It comes and you'll see it on all the flags or the signs from Germany to America. Fascia. Fascia, fascies or fascies, the axes. Mm -hmm. The axes. That's what it means. And it means to cut or to shape into a form. And essentially that you and I and this society, like we were saying before we went on air, have been shaped we've been given a monkey guide rail to hold on to and we think it's really cool we grew up went to school we were taught the earth was round we were taught this that and the other and it's all that's indoctrination that's not don't mistake education oh, word. for intelligence do you know what i mean oh, no, I, no. because like we talk you're just saying then there's a lot of what i would call intelligent morons out there <laughs> that can debate with you about what they've been indoctrinated their, with. Their book read. Right, yeah, right. But when it comes to actually critical thinking or reasoning, <laughs> they can't deal with it, you right. know what I mean? Because it doesn't fit with the program. Well, right. And, you know, well, I've learned that from learning about belief. As long as we have to have a belief about something, mm-hmm. other things are unbelievable. And so with that, walls yeah, are built. That's true. And so when you have a belief, there's a wall built that you have to break down to believe more than that. And so within that, we're taught to believe, you know, we're taught to believe in in a narrative. And, you know, it kind of goes to our our ongoing thread, the conscious thread of the divisive narrative, you know, and how it's at the core of pretty much everything. Right. Well, the word belief contains the word lie right in the middle of it yeah right and just because you believe something doesn't mean it's true right like fundamentalist christians with the the word right world being six thousand years old or whatever or it's that old cognitive dissonance the schism right i call it like when your cd used to glitch in the tray right right? and you're like "Uh, uh, 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 uh," and people a lot of people in that point they're, right. in, they're in the glitch, the dubstep. But and that, you know, it's interesting because that part, I think, is what exhausts people to where they become complacent because they they can't get out of the glitch. And it's like it's overheating their processors. Yeah. And so they just conform. Yeah. Because of it. And with that, I don't they don't understand. They have the ability to understand that glitch. Right. And shift that whole thing. So therefore, they they over time they can form you know i'm watching it even in intelligent groups that i know and people i know that you know there's such a there's such this deep yearning to figure things out and at the same time that divides us in the process yeah i mean as the great um ethno- to believe something you know sure as the great ethnobotanist um psychonaut terence mckenna said who died in 2000 um who'd probably be turning in his grave now and dropping another heroic dose of shrooms if the truth can be told so as to be understood it will be believed yeah and you'll get out of the schism you know but essentially um like our oh, i wouldn't call him our dear friend but william casey who was the former director of the cia i don't know yeah. if you know this no. quote who uh it was actually 
verified by Madeline, I can't remember her name now, the journalist from the Washington Post who said, I was in the room when he said it, I released the quote. It was to Reagan's new administration in 1981. And this is virtually verbatim. I don't think I'm going to misquote it. He said, when all the American public believe is lies, our job of disinformation will be complete. Yeah. And here we are. Well, that's true, Here bro. We are, well, that goes to the other thing that's a sensitive topic for a lot of people is the Q movement. Right, right. And that's a massive psyop. And it didn't start that way. It started as a LARP. But there's also, you know, a live-action role-play. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, which I'm a bit is, out of touch, granddad. Excuse me. <laughs> What's no, a LARP, which Sonny? started in the underground forums as, you know, um, there was a big movement back in the day that of Anonymous that was collecting on the chance and they were using it because everyone's name was anonymous yeah and and by that they could stay discreet and also dig up very sensitive information and not be tagged to it right and so in that you know it became the place where you had to have very you had to have a very thick skin to handle it because people would come there and make a mess with their drama and their emotional reactions and they'd get hammered so they'd leave so it ended up becoming a safe haven for sensitive material to get shared and research to get done and shared amongst people. And that movement became powerful because it was, I mean, that is the movement that discovered uh, the black book of Jeff Jeffrey Epstein. That is the group that discovered a lot about the underground human trafficking, pedophilia, Satanism movement. Yeah, yeah. All these different things that have been called conspiracy Pizzagate, all that stuff. Yeah. But then what happened is because there was such a power in it, there was a few of them that were trolls that made the QAnon movement and made it simulated like there was intel coming from the the White House. And in that, people jumped on it and it gained a lot of traction fast, but that also alerted the system in itself, you know? And from what I understand, there was a period of time when Cicada 3301 came out and that was coming out that was a puzzle to bring out the most intelligent people yeah, on the planet I've seen that yeah and it was also a cipher to to get people and get them monitored the intelligent ones and or even pulled into that side of things so at some point they developed a department i think it's called iarpa and it's not Lar darpa but it's the it's the social engineering aspect which developed the Q movement, okay, and or is involved in that, and there's plenty of proof on all this stuff. Yeah, but what ended up happening out of all that is you had all these people that knew something was wrong with the system, with all this stuff, which was very valid. All that shit is valid, but it got taken out of context in a way to where it kept people so focused on what was wrong that they weren't focusing on what was right. And with that, it naturally divided and called the people into two divisions to the point to where they simulated this whole thing at the White House or at the Capitol this winter and had the siege and all that and then blamed it on them. It was like a big play out all the way to this point to where it shows that, you know, that divisive aspect of 
how this is embedded in our society in so many ways. Well, it's the British divide and rule, divide and conquer. You know, if you can get the people arguing amongst themselves about right. black, white, exactly, that's right, what I'm getting at. Whatever, then they'll be out the back door with the bags of loot, yeah, right. laughing at us. And us. I also think that the word democracy is democ race. How how to uh, the race to mock us. You know, you think about phonetics, words, DNA, everything's vibration, everything tells a story, and that's what it is. It's like they laugh at us for our stupidity yeah. as to kind of look over this way, everybody, look over that way, and you can't see it right in front right, of Right, happening in front of yeah, our eyes. Yeah. And we're being the ones by, because of how we don't realize we're reacting and responding, we're the ones being played out to play out the next pieces of it by continuing the division. Right. And in that division, it keeps creating cause and effect, like you said earlier, in the ways of, oh, well, I'm reacting to this problem instead of acting according to what we are able to do. We're just re everything's a reaction to everything else instead of it being a proactive action in moving forward, understanding both those sides. We're not being told that by the mainstream media. We're not. There's no cheerleaders going like, "Hey guys, you might have this side and this side, but for sale this weekend only. We have a road right down the middle. Yeah, right. You will be okay." Yeah. There is none of that. No, we keep getting pushed into a reaction, and with that, they have control. It's emotional ma- manipulation, basically. Isn't it, it is. That's what I'm getting they, at. They realize um, what I re- uh, have understood is that we have a need to believe. Uh, in right. the collective mum and dad that you may call the government, you know, mum and dad are doing this for our own so, good. So we can it, go and have pleasure and they it, take it, care yeah, of business. Yeah, it's best for us. Mum and dad know what's best, you know what I mean? Even though we know they're abusive and they always like, you know what I mean, right? The need to believe, right? Right. And so... But as um, long as they take care of business, we're okay being muggles. Basi- yeah, basically, you know, intelligent morons that are kind of... As Bill Hicks said, go back to bed, America. You're free to do what we tell you. Your government is in control. You know, yeah, well right? said. I'll tuck you up, mate, and like read your little story. Yeah. It's called the news on the telly, and it's all going to be okay, even though we're telling you it's not. Right? Right. And you know, that's this kind of schism again that we were talking about before right. we went on air. Right. The glitch, the schism, the isms and schisms that Marley called it, you know. Right. And as I always keep saying, well said. You can't trust Babylon. They've shown themselves time and again that you can't trust them, mate. But it's this beautiful controlled opposition. When you've had that much money, like the the robber barons did from 100 years ago, that's now trillions and trillions compared to what they were billionaires back then, and you've owned everything. Imagine you've worked on something 24-7, right, for the last 100 years. I mean, people. I ask people if they know about... Um, Tavistock Institute in London. Oh man, that's which is huge. the biggest social engineering it is. think tank in the world. Aldous Huxley. And pe- all right, people go. His father. What? Who? Whoa. Right, and then you go. Oh, that's a real deep, dark place. The Tavistock and the Committee of Three Hundred. Oh yeah. Uh, John Coleman. Esalen, bro. Yeah, Esalen. Yeah, Salon, Whatever you no, call it. No, the human potential movement. Yeah, yeah. That that, that, ex- that they've all co- all been co-opted. Yep. All but they've All been seeded. The people that founded, I think, Esalen, I don't know how you say it, Esalen, the family. right, were two guys, yeah. and they got their money from Brown, Brown University and Ford Foundation. And well, people, it was a family that owned it first. Was it? Okay. And they, had, they partnered up, and one of the sons or whatever then invited that in. They, it became a think tank yeah. way back in the beginning. But then um, 
uh, I believe one of the sons uh, brought in other people, and that's right. when it started to happen. So this is the thing about the let's the call fifties. Yeah, the fifties, late sixties. Those people yeah. that we call them, let's call them they, <laughs> yeah. whoever they are. I, I think I know, but you know the the twelve um, families, the bloodlines, the Luciferian bloodlines, that basically. Um, they can't bear happenstance. They cannot bear anything happen, you know, cause and effect, something coming from the street. And as soon as it does, they'll grab it and co-opt it. Basically, people sell out, buy in and sell out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because someone's offering you money, fame and riches. I'll take it. I'll take well, the bribe. What's the deal with the devil? That's right. Right. The in buying that. of souls. Yeah. And one thing I want to say, just in my research on bloodlines, I'm not sure if all of them are Luciferian. But the Khazarians are for sure. Okay, yeah. So uh, from the from the original days of that whole movement of the Judea Judah tribe yeah. that took Judaism in and was Luciferian who who worshipped Baal in all those periods right. of time, the Canaanites and that's right. All, all those tribes, you know, I don't I don't necessarily believe all of them are, but because they got control and figured out how to make money, right. Back when they turned rock into metal. Right. The alchemists, yeah. Yes. And those are the ones, the Zoroastrians and all those different sects of people who... The Ashkenazim. Yeah, right? the Ashkenazim yeah. are who are the later of the Khazarian. Yeah. They were the, that's the name they adopted as they migrated. Well, they've always changed their identity to, yes, suit, they have. to suit their Because they're street thieves and, yeah. and nasty people. Yeah. And, yeah and, and it's interesting, though, over time, I've seen... Like, I really studied that Luciferian side just to see, like, how infiltrated it is. It is at the core um, from what I've understood. Now, I haven't necessarily seen it on so many levels, not to go too deep into it. But yeah, but I have noticed, though, where the money came from originally, the original banks that was in there. And the Rothschilds are related to the Khazarians. Well, here's the thing. They're actually Zionist Jews, right? Right. And, and that's Khazarian. And if you, uh, what I understood from my uh, dabbling with, I'll say it on air, the Quran, looking at the Quran, translations of the Quran uh, late at night, and the early, I think, St. James Bible, right? Is that, because people talk about Luciferians and people talk about Satanists, and it's like, well, there's a yeah, difference. There is a difference. And the reason being that Lucifer, from what I've understood, and it says it clearly in the Quran, which is why they hate it, the, the, the Christian side or whatever, is that there were the jinn originally, right? right. The fairies, the right? Okay, the D-J-I-I-N, I think, right. right? Which is the, the other world. The watchers, the Nephilim. And that essentially, well, the music's getting quite loud downstairs. <laughs> essentially, God in the beginning made the angels from the ethers, from air, right? He made the fairies, which the old English spelling F-A-E, like fiery, from the element of fire, right? The second dimension. And then um, the... Uh, angels decide there was a, a character called Iblis. I don't know if this is interesting to you. Oh, yeah. Iblis was the winged beast of uh, basically a reptilian type from the fairy realm, right? And the, the, fair, the angels decided that Iblis had got the qualities that they could show the ways of heaven. One of the rare candidates that you can come and apprentice with us. This is what the Quran says as well. So they took him into the gates of heaven and showed him. But I also understand Lucifer is a transgender hence the big transgender I imagine that. yeah it's the hence the word lucy think it that's a girl's name lucy yeah. three names that only have fur in it christopher lucifer and jennifer right 
you think of <laughs> those are the only names that yeah, I've come across. Sisters. I know. Uh, and somebody I know I'm married to. <laughs> anyway, my point being that um, they showed him the ways of heaven and then God made Adam Cadmon, the first man, and then Eve, the first woman, from himself in his own image, right? This is what the Quran says as well in the translation. So it's pretty, pretty cool. And presented man and Adam and Eve to Iblis and and Iblis, can we say cuss words on air? Is that okay? Of course. Um, Fuck Ib- yeah. Iblis basically went, Fuck you, God. I will never bow before your creation. That's how it, how it went down. And he he uh, went to the southern hemisphere of the planet, the flat plane that we live on, <laughs> allegedly, for some people. And <laughs> that's all. And he took, because the Irish call the, the, the jinn the Shay, S H E, with a, a, an yeah. accent on the end of it. It's where the word banshee comes from, which means angel of death in, in Celtic, right? The shay were, and so the ones that went with him from the fairy kingdom were known as the shaitan, right? Okay. There's the, where the word then got adapted to Satan. So the Luciferian, this is where, and it, again, Lucifer went into the garden of creation in Eden, again in the, the Quran, and tempted Eve. The devil won't force you. The devil's the great deceiver oh, that, yeah. will, that will throw temptation in your way. Well, it's that big eggplant. And, and go, it's that big yeah, eggplant. And bro. then go, you did it, man. I didn't make you do it, right? No, That's the I whole classic the eggplant. Right? <laughs> and he copulated with Eve, and that's where the Luciferian bloodline came from. Yeah. Lucifer, Iblis, Lucifer, there are 666 different names for the devil. Baal, hence the word, they love the word global. Global, right? right? right. Think about it, right? And um, that we're a spinning ball, spinning around, around. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, and so they they formed their own faction. So the Satanists are the followers of the Luciferians. The Luciferians carry the DNA from Iblis. That's what I've come to understand. That's why the bloodlines intermarry and select ones that are best to carry the genetic codes. That's right. Whereas the Satanists are just the followers of the Luciferians. That's what I understand anyway. So without going too far on that one. No, it makes total sense. And when you look at the the history and the timelines. Right. And then going back to, we were talking about the Rockefellers, Rothschilds, whatever, the Ashkenazim of how they've, uh, they came, the the royal family in England, you're probably aware of this for anybody not listening, they came from the uh, Saxe-Coburg-Gotha bloodlines from Rome. They were the, the surviving royal families, like the Capulets, like in Shakespeare, yeah? yeah? They were the people, they migrated out of Rome that was falling, and they came to the UK because Rome had already invaded Londinium, and they set up home there, the same way that when Louis XIV was disposed, deposed sorry, in France, wherever, guess where he ended up? He ended up in England, bought an estate in England, changed his name to the Duke de Orleans, and lived happily ever after. You know, I mean, these were people that were supposedly our enemies. Now, they're all the same people and the same bloodlines that are reinventing themselves, changing their name to the Windsors from the Saxe-Coburg-Gotha and the Habsburgs that were these bloodlines that keep changing their name, reinventing themselves, but they're the same tribes that came out from the Luciferian... That's, that's super interesting. The stuff. interruption, yeah, and and you can. This is all documented. No, you I've can go back. I've heard. I've see, heard different aspects yeah. of this. I've done definitely specific research into all that, into the degree of following those lines back, just because I'm so curious. Like, how did those mindsets evolve? Where did they evolve from? Right. Kind of looking at like the origins of Lucifer. I've totally gone there, and 
in all these aspects and then how over time what's been interesting to me is like if you were to apply both sides of the polarity the divisive narrative yeah back through time where did that start you know where did the split happen yeah like where did and that that story speaks to a lot of it in a lot of ways where when you look at one whole human and where he is tempted by desire is where supposedly you could say he was influenced by Lucifer, right. where as a holy person, so to speak, would not be influenced and would hold that line true for the betterment of humanity right. instead of for the selfish desire of getting for the self. There's definitely a time when, you know, in physics, I believe everything is in and out. I.O. computers are built that way. And so for me personally, which is image and ordain. There in the you spirit, go. Right. Which is go. binary code one zero. That's one right. Zero, right. That's what I'm yeah. speaking of binary. Yeah. And with binary to me, everything is in and out. So if we were to apply the binary in our absolute nature, it would be we take in energy and we give out energy. Sure. But when you look at truly our nature as a human and how we exude and how we live and how our our body, we emanate and our breath goes out of us. Our, our body sh um, sheds off of us. You know, we emanate energy. And so therefore, we're naturally, by default, we're givers and then receivers. But when we're polarized, we forget about that. And so we need to get first. And so society has been programmed by that polarized cult, that aspect of by trauma, they're now they need to get. And so in that, that's what created this influence of having cultures grow up in reaction to everything to where they became needy people and needed before they gave and so for me though that was the big sin not sin but that was the part where we did that to ourselves. is what i was trying to get at it wasn't really about a dark force or an entity controlling humanity or shaping it to be its slaves it was that we were given the choice and we always are to choose whether we're needers or givers and so with that it's it's a constant journey to figure that out do we give first and then receive naturally or do we need to get before we give i totally hear you i i think that when uh, you know you look at greed is a virus in my opinion you know it's it's, yeah, it's a, a byproduct it's a, virus. it's a mental illness you know right. what i mean same way that satan is a mental disease you know you get infected same right. way they allege covidiacy right it's that belief disease. it's like getting a pcr test is not to show you, so it's to show you how stupid you are. It's an IQ test, really. That's what I think it is. And I'm sorry to those people out there that have taken it because it generally shows that you do not have a creative, critical thinking mind. Okay? And, uh, and that's part of it going, without going too far down there. But to go back to it, when you stand in love, right? Love has no question of will I give, will I get, whatever. It right. just is. It's Bob Marley, one love. We're all together. You know, there is no division. There is no der derision between us. And um, the families that are perpetrating the crimes against humanity and have been for centuries, the same bloodlines, um, are essentially, they don't have love. You know what I mean? Because well, there's love or lust, right? Well, right. And, you know, it, it, in my, I mean, I love this show because we're going to wing it tonight because Chris is late. He's going to be later. I don't know if he'll even show up in time because he's packing down and it's still packing up. So I want to really keep this flowing sure. like we got Whatever, it. Man. This is fucking fantastic <laughs> because we don't really get the chance to explore more off the cuff. And 
I love it. So, but I want to go into this more. Um, sure. Uh, sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to bring that note because I just got this text. Where were you just at? Just so I, I was can... talking about love and okay. about people it. that don't have it start to hoard like billionaires. Okay, that's want right. More and more. Okay, it's like a hole in your heart. Well like said, a black bro. fucking hole in their heart. That's it. That sucks everything in. That's right. And can't ever get enough to fill it. You that know was what the I mean? inspiration that yeah. you inspired in me while saying that. And then you forgot. <laughs> well, well, no, because of this, I had to get this that's out. Okay, way, you know. But off the cuff, like, that's a great topic because it speaks to exactly kind of what we talk about during our our podcast underlying is that divisive thing is that whenever whenever there's something, there's a reaction. And then in that process, things like they get up, they pull apart from each other. And it's like the reverse engineering. And so when you have lust and love, you now have a difference of the two. You have these two things when truly to me love is the experience of of understanding all that and when we understand that we have love for the the darker and the lighter so for me love being a polarity of it is what we were taught and so i mean we weren't really taught that but we were programmed with that right when love to me really represents all of it it's not sex i know everyone feels like it is to some degree but really, love is about the understanding of the darkness and the light. And that's when you can heal, is when we understand the difference. It's universality, isn't it? Universal, universality. That's right. right. Well, that's it. It's, it's omniversality. It's in the, right, in the middle. It's not duality. Yeah, exactly. It's not um, polarity. Right. It just is. It's it, isness. It's the there's isness of isness. I remind. I love that. Yes, exactly. And to me, that's the Tao. That's the whole. Yeah. That's the everything, yeah. the nothing. But so with that, it fascinates me to explore these polarities over time and how they've developed over time. You know, like, for instance, here's a random one, bro. Speaking of love and the purple flame, is that Are you coming out now as St. Germain? Is that what you're trying oh, to say? No, me? no, bro. I'm coming out to say the original St. Germain wrote the triangle book, which was the basically the first MK Ultra guide. Okay, hey, we could, if you want to drop into the the St. Germ thing, as I call him. (laughs) Um, There's a book called, let me think about it, it's by Maria Zazipes. But that just shows me the polarity of it. It's called The Red Lion. It's a fantastic book. I have it at home. It's a book about alchemy. It was written by a man in... in, um, What's that thing when they write automatic, automatic writing, you know, and they basically channel it. And it was written back at the turn of the last century, I think. Um, and it's, it documents the story of a man called Hans Brunner, who's an alchemist's apprentice. And he ends up meeting Count St. Germain, which is where he was a middle, in the Middle Ages, in Europe, right? When Constantinople and those places were jamming, man. Right. Like people think of America today, well, Europe was fucking happening that back was then. The place, and, Silk Road. And so, yeah, there were alchemy, there was the spice, the spice trails, you know, the Silk Road, as you call it. and. Uh, and he, this story, in my humble opinion, is something that sounds like you were remembering past lives. I say the woman who wrote it was Maria Zazipes. And it's un- I've heard of her. It's a, I, I've heard it's of a her. beautiful, red, yeah, I've heard thick of her. book, The Red Line, right? Really amazing. I would recommend it to anyone out there. And um, it, I say, documents this story of this uh, apprentice to an alchemist and basically carried around, as they all say, the legend the elixir of youth, the fountain of youth, which was a kind of creamy looking uh, substance in a vial that he carried around his neck. Mm -hmm. Well, Hans Brunner 
stole that from the alchemist he worked for. And then it goes through this karmic wheel of everything that happened to him from lifetime to lifetime through incarnation. And he comes, comes up with Saint Germ, as I call him, in there. And I've had a few things about why these people created this thing about Saint Germain on the mountain. As far as I know, he was a master alchemist that discovered the elixir of youth, the immortal, immortal you know, formula and that is he's been alive like some of the old shamans for 2000 years like a bit like thoth if you know right yeah From thoth the atlantean you know that there are well rumors. he was the one that helped design the the concept for the american flag he is the actually the uh commander of the uh federation of america bro Oh, so I, I don't know this. Yeah, he was here during that time when the declaration was being signed. Because America was founded under Sirius, wasn't it? July the 4th. Sirius right. is directly right. above us. Right. Some people call it the God Star, the Dog Star, right? Yeah. The, you know, the uh, yeah, constellations. Yeah, I guess he's been here at every key moment of the big massive transitions of, of uh, the evolution of humanity. He's been at these key points. Like, right. And so, anyway, the, the interesting part of it is that when you look at, when you strip it away and strip away the belief again off of it, right. you look at this mechanical thing back in the old days, like this comes from feeding on the mana of other humans at the core of it. Like, and it's, it's kind of gross to talk about, so I'm not going to go there. You mean about the, yeah, well, the literal... That, yeah. yeah, yeah. But this all goes back to the elixir of life, which is, it gets back to that, which is blood. And so. And adrenochrome. Yeah, yeah well, right, that's yeah. the extraction of yeah, the. Yeah. But adrenaline, I'm, totally, but, I'm totally with you. But that the you blood take is the power. ultimate, the ultimate alchemy is yeah. the blood. Yeah. It's the core of the human, it's the life force that creates everything. And so, with that, he himself in the deep past. That's what his studies were, you know, as the alchemist. Like, that's not exposed out into the world, but you can find this stuff. And so it's just interesting to me that, you know, the reason why I brought that up was what we believe and what is being shared with people is not where it came from. It's what we have chosen to justify and believe and make it fit this thing that we feel is the way about it. But in truth, the core algorithm and the math of it is mind control. And so it's controlling people. It's controlling people to stay, let me say, subservient in some way or form to fear. Yeah. And to these other aspects that are not tangible in physicality because it's something that's carried on through uh, families, generations, lifetimes, and it's not really traceable. And so for me, it's interesting when I look at an alchemist that's playing with humanity, let's say. Yeah. And then we're sitting at a home base of one where supposedly, you know, this is his home and all that. It just cracks me up. And at the same time, it brings up that hmm feeling of like, wow, like everything that we think things are, are it seems like it's the opposite of it to some degree. Now, that's what I was trying to get at in all this was... I feel like the more we try to figure out what is going on, the more we'll get confused. Yeah, that's the classic, though, isn't it? That's the classic. You know, that's what um, I was trying to get at and all that. Um, well, but, but when you say about this, that what we've been doing, this, this is the satanic or Luciferian inversion, that you were born in the garden 
You wanted for nothing. Everything was given to you. God didn't charge you fees, charges. Right. There was no money. It was instantaneous. There was only eternity and there was bliss. You know what I mean? And then Iblis, the winged being, the reptile, whatever you want to call it, her, she, they, right? Transgender hamster, whatever he, he or she is. Shim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The... That's when the, the trick, the great deceiver, as Lucifer or Satan's known as, right? And, and that, that created this thing called money, wealth, power, right? You know what I mean? Because otherwise, you didn't need or want for anything, mate. You know what I mean? You just, there was isness. You, you were, you are, and you always will be, like Yahweh, right? Right. That that is, that was, and always will be. That's the definition or translation of Yahweh, right? Y-H-W-L, yeah? I was watching some uh, interesting stuff. You know, a lot of the darker side of things, you know, I've stayed away from beliefs in all ways in that way. And I've just Well, you don't believe in beliefs, yeah? No. <laughs> Me neither. No, it's like, well, I was taught by my teachers to be, an to be an observer. And with that, you don't spend energy, you just observe. And therefore, you're under, you understand what you see by observing instead of trying to figure it out. And so in that, you know, for me to understand this, uh, this ancient time when things let's just say back right now in Israel or right now in Palestine, right now in the holy city, all this shit's going on. But if you look at the old history on the Ashkenazi and Jerusalem and all this stuff, there was a period of time after the first crusade where there was a deal made, okay? Right. And during that time, a deal was made for either people to go to Baal or to Yahweh. Right. And when they chose to go to Yahweh, there was an uprising, and that's when the Zionist movement started. Right. When they were banned out of Jerusalem. Well, here's, here's the thing about I, I was reading. So I feel like that's the big struggle that we don't know that's still going on. That one struggle, speaking it, bringing it back to Luciferianism, that's the one battle that's like they're still trying to regain that holy land because they somehow feel like it's rightfully theirs. Well, well here's the thing, right, that uh, some of you listeners here uh, may or may not be aware that Israel was founded in 1947 it's a state it's not a country it was founded on Palestinian land and Israel is actually means IS for Isis Ra for the Egyptian yeah. God and, and El Elohim right. for the Elohim right and the Rothschild coat of arms the six-pointed star is the seal of Israel they founded it Lord Balfour there was a documentary with, uh, is it Jacob uh, Rothschild, at the great Rothschild mansion with the BBC guy, and they've got the treaty signed in glass, signed, and he actually says it himself, I can't believe we actually did it. That's it. Immediately we pulled it off. I can't believe we pulled that one off. You know, and then after the Holocaust, whatever, if you, like, we could go down that one, of why that was again another... A bit like a COVID of its time, right? Right, exactly. To get the Jews repatriated to the new state of Israel, right. the land that was founded in forty-seven, that's caused all the holy wars ever since. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah, I've also read an English scholar, can't remember his name now, who claims that the the real Jerusalem is England, and that's why the royal family there, the crown, okay. And also, you think of England; it's the in gland, the pineal gland of the planet, right there. At, that's why it's the crown. The crown on your head like mm -hmm. the thousandth petal of the lotus yeah the i was Buddha. curious why they went from wessex yeah 
to England? You know, right. like that's, where that's did that it. come that's, from? That's prime meridian, the, the line of time, right down through there, goes right zero point. And there's a, an English scholar who wrote a book that claims that Christ was born in that land, not in the Middle East. And he's got references, whatever, to kind of substantiate well, his, his claims, right? And he calls England the New Jerusalem. And then you think, well, why wouldn't, why don't the Rothschilds live in in uh, Israel? Because they founded it, whatever. Well, because they know exactly where they are. Right. That's why there's the churches are built on the Telluric yeah. lines, the ley lines, That's right. the geodesic lines. Because they sucked and up. And where the are power. the banks? in that configuration yeah and that's where the the uh the great magna carta treaty was signed on the banks of the thames or the thames right. as you americans call it hey i've seen the thames it looks great right the thames mate yeah thames <laughs> thames <laughs> they do hey that thames is quite a anyway so you know um and hence where usury came in through henry and the kings you know mm. what i mean that you're just chattel and cattle to the sheep to the elite that Right. We've always been their energy devices, you know. Well, yeah, and if you look back in time, when this was a big human farm. Yeah. You know, as as people evolved, you know, they had to feed, they had to grow food and eat, and then they had there was too many people, and they had to move people to places. And with that, who, if the people didn't have the means to build the boats and do it, who would provide those provisions to move them to a new land to grow food, to expand, to balance the load? It would have to be these people that had some. Uh, resource or some understanding or ways and means to move people and so it that's naturally what evolved over time was the people that f were the ones that could figure out how to uh, contain uh, connect uh, bring together the people in a common belief and understanding they could herd them around right and over time you know it's the ones that carried I from what I would understand would be carrying the same understanding over all those times through their bloodlines instead of them changing with time they carried an understanding so that as society was changing regularly they were staying the same yeah and over time they just grabbed hold of what the people gave their power to right well it's they offered it up the people chose to serve it right and they it just grew from there well it's like this fantasy of like you know princesses in disneyland you know what i mean mm. and keeping the illusion that your little girl's a princess and right. you're going to be a princess when you grow right it's this the stupidity that there are rulers and there are kind of subjects you know right. what i mean and some of us are special and you're not you know right. what i mean <laughs> in fact only just a few of us are special but you're not well i like george carlin's thing about <laughs> All kids are special. He's like, but what happens when they grow up? Are all the adults special? <laughs> no. <laughs> you see Bill Hicks rant on about that. Your yeah. child's not special. Get over it. Yeah. <laughs> but Bill never He's had like, kids. What happened to all those special kids that grew up? I don't think they're special anymore. I know. It's yeah. so funny. They've, they've all become fucktards. <laughs> Mass fucktard hypnosis. Oh, right? That's so good. That's what we're under, man. We're under a spell. Yeah, I agree. And media is fucked hard hypnosis, and that's all it is. No, it is. Well, it's it's a narrative, and you know we could go on that for a few more minutes. We're we're almost to the end of this hour. Um, real quick, and which maybe will lead to more topics into the next. Um, with that, let's just say there's this control factor, and with so many people and so much technology evolving, naturally because we use computers and technology to do the mundane task for us to free up our time because time's truly the valuable commodity in it all. Right. 
that we want that we want computers to assist us to do the mundane so we free up time and in that we become used to it to where unless we progress in using our time we become subservient to giving our letting the computers do the things for us and over time it dumbs us down to a degree that the computers need to give us direction on how to keep that go that that relationship going right because we lose sense that we're we need to maintain that connection and progress technology and well, well and here's the thing I, I totally get you when i was growing up in england in the late 1960s and 1970s there was a show called tomorrow's world and it was all about the latest gizmos gadgets tech computer and they were selling us this idea that the computer the home computer would free up um, leisure time. You'd spend less time at work. You'd be getting better, better. You'd basically have more time. Well, look at it now. Where we are, we're slaves to these yeah, fucking things. That's right. We're walking around. That's like, what I was this getting is a at. Crystal fucking ball that can tell you everything you need to know. As long as it's authorized by the big tech companies, it's real. If not, it's a conspiracy theory, right? Right. And we're wandering around in the looking glass, thinking it's fucking wonderful. And we are basically. Are missing we, our lives there was a book that my good lady wife uh we can't remember who the author was but it's basically this frequency was being picked up from outer space it's like somebody like robert heinlein or somebody like that mm. or um ray bradbury i can't remember who it is somebody like that and this they were picking up the signal from outer space eventually they decode the signal they go and find it and it tells them to build this enormous great computer well, in the end, they build the computer and the computer takes over. Right. It's a bit like what we're doing now with AI. When yeah. do they think that humans are no longer useful? Because well, you know, okay, so in response to that technologically, so AI has been here a long time and all it does is mimic us. And so the more data we put into a device, it receives that individually now and mimics what we give to it. So if we like this and we don't like this and we like that, then it mimics that to us and keeps feeding us of what more of what we don't like and what we like. Right. Okay. So by doing that and doing that on a mass scale, it's helping run all those systems to keep people engaged. Right. So it keeps them on the feed, so to speak. Right. And so then you have media. So then media pushes everything to one side and then people's instincts like, ah, I don't believe that. So then they swing to the other side because they're still on the device they don't realize they're already hooked in to the system to what you call the beast or yeah that the feed is what i call it and so in that we don't like it so we swing to the other side and now we've created a perfectly balanced system we've created we've emulated the binary in existence and so now ai is watching that so now because we are all polarized and one side or the other on every single topic now AI is able to build a pure binary polarized balanced system right. and continue to learn from that while the control factor basically to me monitors everybody. And here's where it comes down to it for me and we'll wrap it up with this. Okay. Just and for this end of this perf, perf sorry, that's first e half. That's easy for you to say. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I'm trying to get it all out before the time that's ends. What, get it out, mate. Come on. But the bigger picture in it to me is that it comes down to population and it comes down to how many people are on the planet. Is it overloaded? Is there too much? Is, the, is all these other things 
on the positive side of why this would be happening. Is there a positive reason? And so the more we explore this, we explore it in a certain context of they and control of humanity. But what positive side does that technology give any aspect of humanity to understand humanity? And we'll get into that on the second hour. Okay, I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm just trying to think and I'll spend that next little bit Perfect. In, the, in the break thinking about what you've said and trying to look at the positive side. Let's say of, as the elite control yeah. as if we are them, why would we build a technology like this? What benefit does it have for humanity? And well, we'll go into that. Yeah, okay, cool. Because I've got this some is views great on stuff. That. I've got some I views mean, on the, the synthetic. Yeah, all of it. Merging with the yeah. matrix. Yeah, the transhuman you know, thing. Or, yeah, yeah, the whole thing. So we'll go into that on the next hour. Okay. All right, everyone. We're going to take a break here for a little bit. We'll put some music on. We'll be back in 15. And whoever's listening, Facebook is not live. Instagram is not live tonight. So if you found your way to our app at wvcradio.live, good for you. Stay tuned. We'll be back. Check one, two. Testy, testy, one, two. Yes, the studio. All right, everybody. I believe all is well. Conscious Red, hour two, we're back with Gandalf the Gray and Clover. Thank you very much, Clover. Hanging out, hanging out. Bilbo Baggins. That's right. You shall pass, wind. That's right. And we were just talking about some cool stuff here, and uh, maybe we'll start off with this. Um, we did leave it at a cool spot where we left at, which actually, let's go into that. We'll talk about the food, water thing here locally after this. But we left off at what? Okay, let's sit and talk about the positive side of this, what's happening in the world right now, and try to entertain like let's not go down what we already know let's challenge ourselves to pretend like we're the elite we're sitting here and we understand like we we watch all the all the mediums we know where humanity is we believe we know where it needs to go what are they thinking is that what you're saying yeah kill them all yeah <laughs> Kill them all. so anyway we're, we're going to talk about the positive sides of the the other side of all this um, conspiracies and all these things, Agenda 21, um, the positive side of all of it, like population control, the whole thing. Let's let's like let's dive in for a few minutes and see where this goes. It might not go anywhere, but let's just see where it goes. So, I want to bring up the topic in the ways of, okay, we have talked about all those other sides that we feel are are manipulative and controlling, and somehow we feel that we're being enslaved and our rights are being taken away and whatnot, whatnot, whatnot. Now, let's look at it from the other side. Let's say we're this entity that was alive longer than anyone else and we knew how to run shit and we got all this system set up and, and people were happily consenting to signing away their rights and, and, and trusting us to help keep them alive so they could keep working for us to keep generating evolution and for humanity. Yeah. And so... 
So everything's going along just fine. People are eating and fucking and eating and fucking and eating and fucking. Because I think that's what everyone does. Now they're on Facebook eating and fucking. But um, so the next level is it's gotten so bad that because so many people are getting dumber and they're fucking and eating more because of their problems. Now they're running out of ground because they have to put concrete down and they have to build more buildings, which is taking up more earth to grow food. And so there's a conundrum going on, let's just say, from their perspective. Yeah. So they're going to need to figure out a way that they aren't going to create shock in people. Okay, let's just say. So they're not, they got to figure out a way. How do we go about a transition for humanity? Because the algorithms from then till now are, are accelerating at this rate. And if we don't see them uh, getting over their problems anytime soon so it's going to get worse based on this math and so by this time we've got to call back humanity to a degree right how do we get to that point without making a shock or affecting people or us doing wrong by those other people to me what we they would do and this is my perspective and i'd love to hear is uh they would go about it in a way where we did it to ourselves Oh well, you never want to be the the bogeyman, do you? Right, you know, you, right. Right. You, um, the, the, I don't know if you've seen. I mean, I've I've studied a lot about. Shall I say this on air? Freemasonry, and yeah. I nearly became one. Yes, that's true. And I had conversations. I don't know if I told you about this with the Grand Master of a temple. I've been in there, had dinner with him. Blah blah blah. Was going through the pr- anyway, and the reason being is because of some of my family connections i don't want to go too deeply into but um it was the esoteric knowledge that freemasonry holds yeah and um that's what interests you yeah uh, uh, that you know did you know manly manly p hall yes. oh, right yeah. from the th- yeah he was the freemason he did all that study on jermaine that's oh, did he? the one that did all that cool, work yeah because you know we lived in uh, hollywood for about 10 11 years and so the theosophical research society nice. up the road was always got a big obelisk outside with the fucking all the mason stuff on it and uh, i call him manly p thing you know what i mean like your old pecker yeah <laughs> yo show me your manly p thing baby you know what i'm saying right. And please don't, actually. Thank you. Not you or anyone out there. Thank you. I don't know how manly it is. Honestly, he didn't mean it. (laughs) It's a beast. (laughs) Anyway, so. Things come in small packages, I guess. (laughs) I know. I told you it was cold, didn't I? Yeah. But anyway. (laughs) So, here's the thing Um, the the Freemasons um, and Rockefeller, Rothschild, whatever, that are basically the highest level. Uh, people talk about 33 degrees of Freemasonry. Well, there's thir- there's 360 degrees in a circle. Right. The, the Masonry levels go high. The Memphis right, all these different rights that I've researched, um, go to the, the degrees of knowledge. You go to university, you get one degree. Right? Right. Whoa, big deal. Do another year, you get a master's. Whoa, fucking hey. Right. right? They've got fucking levels. 33 degrees. Of not- that's that's the called the Inspector General. Right. The 33rd. Barack Obama was one. He proudly told me that there have only been three Masons in history that weren't presidents. That was McKinley, uh, Lincoln, and John F. Kennedy. And if you research what happened to those men. <laughs> they were shot. They, yeah, they weren't. They were like, fuck, that was a bit of a anomaly. Get rid of him, right? Anyway, and um, so 
Above the 33rd degree, I have no idea what they call them. There's the grand right of 33rd degree masons. But what my point is, going back to it, they call themselves the hidden hand. And if you look at photographs of everybody from Karl Marx to Mao Zedong to Napoleon, whatever, they've all got the yeah. hand inside the jacket. That's right. And they're showing you that it's the hidden, hidden hand. hand. Yeah. And as David Rockefeller, as we were just talking about off air before we came back on, whose biography is called Memoirs, which is quite an interesting book considering he's a complete cunt of a man. Sorry if I shouldn't say that word on, on radio. Okay. Um, that he, he said, um, uh, one of his quotes, well, I, lo- I love remembering quote. he said, I'm a firm believer in the hidden hand of the free market. He's on about the stock market. Well, <laughs> let's just deconstruct that a bit. Yeah. The hidden hand of the free market. Is that the hand that keeps taking out yeah, and right. influencing and, uh, yeah, the free and market? Uh, and yeah, it's supposed to be free, but we've got the hidden hand in there because we right. own it and run it. Thanks it's, for giving it to us for free. It's all theatre, <laughs> yeah? You know what I mean, right? Well, hey, what, well, a free market doesn't mean it's for us. I know. <laughs> well, I'm a firm believer in it. Like, yeah, we own it. It's all folly. But anyway, um, my point being that is that you, you were talking about how they, the hidden hand would um, do it. They don't like to be seen. You know, Bill Gates is named and Jeff Bezos with his little beady reptilian eye are named as the richest men because the real richest men go, you ever fucking print my name in that Forbes list? You're a dead man. Right. And the editor works them anyway. And there are CIA deep agents working in media and whatever. And uh, so they'll never ever have their names published. But we know who they are. They're trillionaires, quadrillion, whatever they are. They own the banking system. Yeah. But if you were saying if, if they, the perpetrators of this crime against humanity, social engineering, um, how, what, what are they thinking? I, I totally disagree with the idea of too many people on the planet. And this is, okay, people fucking eating, fucking eat. Yeah, it's a great pastime, let's face it. But in my opinion, the elite, because they've maintained this pyramid of power and they're at the top, the zero, zero point, whatever it is, percent, the few families that really run things and own the politicians and that own the bank, because they, right? Um, how they've, they've built their wealth. They, they've got all the... I was reading about the Rockefellers live on 10 fucking square miles of an estate. Okay, I'll say that again. 10 square miles, their estate called Kayakue or something like that in in upstate New York, right? It's fucking mega man. They've got underground art galleries, the climate controlled with Chagall, Andy Warhol, fucking Monet, you name it. They've got, they've collected it all because they've got wealth that you could shit out of your pants and they wouldn't fucking worry about it, right? And well, I heard at one point that it was inefficient for Bill Gates to stop and pick up a $100 bill. <laughs> like, fuck it, it's chump change, isn't it, mate? <laughs> well, no, you're going to hurt yourself. Like, you're going to get bumped into. Right. Something's going to happen to where it's inefficient for you to... Right, it's just worthless to me, man. It's like, you know, I remember when I got into a corporate job in At England. least pick up the trash and empty it, faggot. I know, and I was... Oh, oh. Did I say that? You did, and I don't care. Sorry, right. everybody. I don't mind. I, I didn't mean that as a, it's mind a over matter-based thing. I just mean it as Shannon. It's my jerk. Oh, I mean Clover. It's mind over matter. I I don't mind because they don't matter. You know what I mean, right? <laughs> That's how the elite thing squirrely and useless eaters. Anyway, Clover. What I was going to say is that um, going back to these people with how, why would they do it? It's so that they can maintain their position. They've got the art gallery. They've got the fucking underground bunkers. They've got the seed bank at the North Pole with every variety, 
ready to repropagate the earth when when they're ready with high tech whatever they've got um and they just want to maintain their position so they're untouchable because people because of the internet especially since you know i've seen its development from 56k you know kilobytes dial up to fucking having it beamed into your head almost now which would be the next thing don't worry about having the, the, the phone mate have it put straight into your retina you know what i mean mm -hmm. with the google glasses um they've got more than enough and it's just that as prince philip used to refer to us they think of us as the useless eaters now they've used us through usury to take the labor and funnel the, the actual productive wealth up to the top from our labor well that's where i got part of what i was saying about fucking and eating because you know, people reproduce when they fuck because they usually do it out of trauma and not out of creating positive children. And so we have all these people that are spawning that are traumatized. And and the other part is the useless eaters. That concept is that, you know, we're we're eating everything around us. We're uh, consuming yeah. everything. Yeah. We're not giving anything back. But yeah. they created that oh, system. I, I get it. You know what but I mean? people have free will every day, though. Sure they bro. do. But when you've so been... So there's no excuse to me on that. Now, I'm only defending... I'm not even defending. I'm only standing behind the part of humanity that I have observed that I don't feel sorry for. That I understand is data and physics that... Because if I have a choice, that means everyone has a choice, and I can't justify it for anyone. But there's habit, right? There's I, I get it, though, but I have it, too. Okay, there's causal habits, and there's also... But we all have it. Addiction, right? But Whether we all have those. Sure. But what I'm saying is we were cultivated as a lab rat. I get it. We, we've been grown on a people farm. And and I have compassion for all those people sure. that are on the farm. Uh, you know what I mean? And that, you know, It doesn't go past that, though, because I'm only empowering um, dysfunction. So. But people, when, you, when you're addicted to something, the idea of change, it's the most constant thing in the universe, yet it's the most frightening thing to human beings, right? Yet it's constant, all, all the time, entropy and decay, change, change, change. But we get used to things that make, you know, they say the, the phrase, or the adage, better the devil you know, right? Mm -hmm. Stick with what you know, because change is a bit scary, isn't it? You know what I mean? Right. You know, and so they believe it back to the beginning and so topic. what i'm saying is when you've been you know they did the experiment in the lab with the the monkeys and and food and cocaine and after a couple of lever pushes the monkeys getting addicted to coke right more than food so you know that you know that experiment mm -hmm. and he's pushing the lever and getting another bump you know what I mean? <laughs> and you can't blame the monkey let's face it <laughs> <laughs> We've all been at the ATM at four in the morning, yeah, trying to remember your PIN number before the card gets taken, right? Third goal, make sure you get shit. What is it? What is it? <laughs> right, anyway. Or oh, maybe we haven't, but anyway. We need that credit card <laughs> afterwards. To chop a rail. Yeah, I know. It's all intrinsic, isn't it? It's, it's all what connected, though. I know. <laughs> it's in design. The PIN number, the card, the code, the, the lever, the lever. Right, if you broke down that map, there would be a divine uh, algorithm back to there's, source. There's, there's a golden mean back thing going on there. Yeah. <laughs> Right, that built the pyramids, that chopped the coat, <laughs> that, that bumped the line, that oh kind of went back God. for dysfunctional sex. And here yeah. we are now. And here we are and, now, and trying to are. figure it all out. <laughs> trying to finger it all out. Now you know why the elite hate us. They're going, what a bunch of stupid <laughs> Muppets. Oh, okay, so, so hold it right there. Okay. That's the role I'm trying to emulate. 
right. is that perspective. <laughs> <laughs> how they view us, yeah? Yeah, how they would view us. From the upper balcony, kind of like going, VIP oh levels, God, yeah? Let's piss in the other bathroom. I know. Because <laughs> <laughs> they don't know which one to sit on. Right, I know. You know, which one's got the kind of turdy smell. But, uh, yeah. Do we feel at any point in this human evolution that there was a point in time before they knew what deception was to where it was coming from the betterment of humanity no and you know i think because the seed is corrupt in, from the from lucifer in the garden that wouldn't bow before adam and eve and give credence okay, to god okay so and was said, that first you. thing let's just say if we went back to that story yeah was he tempted eve yeah, where's, where's uh, okay, so that goes back to one of the two fucking or eating. Well, it's like you always find in the Bible, or, or you find in the the Roman stories, or all the myths, whatever. There's always two brothers, Cain and Abel, right. Romulus and Remus. They're, right. they're all right, and one of them's the good, or like um, the, Apollo and Dionysus. Yeah, or you find in the uh, Sumerian tablets, Enlil and Enki. Mm-hmm. You know, one of them wanted to liberate mankind, the other one was like fucking enslave him. him. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so there's always been this light and dark that we're living in the binary. A, in, in, yeah. Are you a binary? Because I'm a transgender hamster that I'm going to get <laughs> legally recognized for. I'm a trans vaxxer. I'm filing the papers now. I'm a trans vaxxer. <laughs> and are you not recognizing me, you bigot? <laughs> hey, I feel marginalized now that you said that. Yeah. Anyway, whatever that means. PC patrol. Woo! I can't believe it ain't butter. Anyway, but um, so the thing is, when, you, when you're looking at it, when you've created the shitstem, as Peter Tosh used to call it, and the fuckery, you know what I mean, right? Um, you just wish to maintain your, uh, what's the word? You're unchallengeable. You're, um, the definition in Kabbalah, in the, in the Jewish Gnosticism of evil, is an uncounted and an unbalanced force. This okay, is what we're seeing sense. in the world right like now. Like the top of the pyramid. Yeah, it's uncounted. That's what that means. No one's challenging it, right? And they want to, they've now, with Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, Agenda 2045, right. they've created this super chasm between the super rich and the super poor. The middle right. classes have been eroded. That's right. Right? They've stolen the wealth, well funneled it back up. And the whole idea is that, you know, like when you had that, who was that senator that got shot a few years ago, that woman? outside somewhere gun crime and it was again the gun violence take the guns away there was a woman out somewhere where was she massachusetts or whatever woman senator shot keep going shot to the head and suddenly they were saying they were making laws that you couldn't approach people like that in positions of power that basically the segregation was going to get even greater that you know um that politicians aren't accountable can't remember her name now it was under the bush administration no uh hold on Hold on, she hold was on. a female congresswoman from uh, some state, and she was fuck mad. Arkansas? I can't remember. Had a had a gun put to her head as she got out of a car, and somebody done her. Put it that way. Okay. I can't remember the name now. And so, and then all of a sudden, there was this thing about not only gun laws, but about the fact that you know uh, you they were trying to make laws to say that you couldn't go up to people that politicians i don't know how far they got with it but what i'm trying to say is they want to be unaccountable unquestionable and the same way that they're trying to introduce now the universal basic income have you seen that yeah this is the whole thing about covid socialism <sighs> communism yep when you get people on benefits 
and then you go, oh, want to get your unemployment and your universal basic income check? You're going to have to get the quack scene and, you know, death by injection. Won't tell you it's death by injection, but because we'll eventually eliminate the public burden. Well, there's only the super right. elite and the fucking morons at the bottom, right? Well, right. But and here's the thing. I think if you were, because I don't know if anyone out there, some, some of you may have heard this. I don't mean to be patronizing. There you go. Is Left for it? Dead at Jonestown. There you go. Okay. Her um, name is uh, Jackie Spire. Oh, no, maybe I'm thinking of how many congresswomen have been shot. But my point being is that, um, that they, they want their unaccountable. We oh. know that they're beyond the law. Right after we've seen the election, right? Uncle scammed Gabrielle Giffords. There you go, shot Giffords. Yeah. Okay. Right. They were starting to talk about making legislation to make it that you couldn't approach basically a congressperson anymore. But hang on, they're for the people by the people, right? right. It's America. It's like, oh no, 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 no. no. It's for their own safety. There's a lone wolf out there, always a crazy man with a gun. Well, He's always on his own. With that narrative, that's what the Capitol riots were. That's what that same program was. Yeah. Right. Now they're locked down. We can't get close anymore. Yeah. But they but perpetuated untouchable. us. Untouchable. Right. Unaccountable. They, they perpetuated us, like you were sharing before, yeah. to get to that polarized point to play out the story, which then ties to our Q story, right. which it got so far out of whack that people didn't realize they were gonna get placed in that position even though they knew it you're being even played, though yeah. that the, right you're even though they be, played, people mate. were saying i would be careful going but people couldn't help themselves because they felt like by supporting trump one side or the other just yeah. by going that no they they weren't a q it didn't matter if you were at the trump rally you were a q follower right it didn't matter right and so by default, all those people that showed up just for Trump instantly because of the conspiracy, because of everything that went down prior to this, yeah. they got made out to be that. Sure they did. And now it works for the lamestream media to kind of like put that narrative. That's right. That there's always. But we knew. Now, now you know, Christians, Republicans, gun owners. Oh, is that all of me? Maybe it is. And now extremist domestic terrorists. Yeah. People yep. that uphold a constitution that they've fucking shredded, basically. And they still, although even though the second Supreme Court upheld the Second Amendment the other day, Cla uh, Clarence Thomas, yep. he, he was like, fuck you, man. Um, I'm not sure if he's, um, what's the word, bought and paid for. They all are, aren't they? But um, at least he, he ducked out on the Trump thing with the, the vote count, didn't he? Yeah. In the Supreme Court when we thought we could rely on him to go, yeah, let's review the evidence. They said there was no legal standing, but at least he stood up for the Second Amendment. But anyway, my point being, going back to the why the elite are doing what they're doing is they've created the pyramid. They funneled the wealth and the labor up. They built the mansions. They built this enormous great... I On the even, backs of people. Yeah, basically, yeah. You, uh, as someone once said, if a man ever says to you, I got rich, right, through hard work, you have to ask him, who's hard work? Because right. it wasn't yours, mate. Let's face well, that's it. That's right? usually how it happens. Right? It's called usury and surety. Well, it's that's. I'm dealing with that in my own way with my company now. <laughs> We've got to hire. We're going to hire thirty to forty people probably in the next six months. So to build at the level we're going to be building at, you know. So we had this conversation at one of our meetings recently that we're just one of them. And it's really important to us that who we hire, we're just one of them in the crew working away, that we're not, they're not working for us. 
they're working together working, on yeah. the technology and we're going to create the company to be empowering that way for the people that work for us because of what you're talking about because we want to support a culture and we've got to hire people and people are looking for work but we want to support that culture to where they they own their their technology that they're doing somehow in the ways to where it inspires them to critically think and 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 build their self-worth because of their involvement in what we're doing instead of just working for some cool company. And it's also like employee stock options, right? Yeah. Employee uh, uh, Yeah, purchase. figuring out how we can lay that out in the healthiest way and empower people to be a part of building this technology instead of working for a, a cool company building this technology because this work needs to apply back to home somehow where it builds more fortification of their purpose on the planet. Well, they, as they say, no input, no commitment, right? Right. And uh, we've all been used and abused by corporations. Right, we're all role-playing, setting all, healthy boundaries. That's all we do nowadays. They, they groom you. They kind of like... That's all people that are woke do is they role-play making sure their boundaries are healthy and they can't get out of that mindset. Mm. You see, I, you know, when we did this thing in town with the Cooperative Cafe... I've, I've got to say it, even though I was a real fan, and I still am a fan of cooperative work or employee-owned work situations, we tried to, and we did, until it went all tits up, run a cooperative, right, and under consensus. And I've got to say to you, I am not a fan of consensus. Right. Uh, there has to be uh, a visionary a leader, but people have to align with the values and have some kind of, like you say, employee share ownership program where you get stock. Did you know Alvarado Bread Company out of Petaluma, yeah. Santa Rosa, their employee owned. Yeah, they're cool. And the guy who's the CEO owns no more. Your guy working on the production line earns 60 grand a year and so does the CEO. That's great. They're all on living, affordable right. bread. But he doesn't get, I think the American, we were looking at figures a few years ago, me and my lady, I won't name her, uh, of companies and in the UK, Average CEO's got 22 times what the guy at the bottom did. In America, it was about 175 times wow. what the guy at the bottom Jesus. got paid. And essentially, if you're working for Columbia Sportswear brand or whatever, you're sat there. And the reason they cost a lot is because somebody's getting paid fucking shitloads more at the top. Right. The product got made in the same factories in China as the shit in Target. But they just put the Columbia label on it and went, I'm going to pay myself. Two million plus fucking share options this Crazy, this huh? particular quarter. You know what I mean? So there has to be has to be equitable, has to be fair. Right. You know what I mean? They have to have an, an investment and an input. But I also believe that when there's consensus, it's a shit show. And I've seen that for real. So much so I walked out before we even opened the doors on Homegrown, the cafe, yeah. if you remember ten ten years ago in this town. And uh, said good luck because it was just a shit show because everybody thought it wasn't their idea. It was mine and my wife uh, uh, with me. And then we opened it up to a few more people. And then I thought, you know what, I'm going to give this away, make it a cooperative. And it turned into a nightmare. I just uh, I Well, that's what happened to us at the at the cafe and weed was. Oh, we, yeah, the Buddha. We yeah. came together as as our idea and empowerment and vision. And we had a lot of friends we had been talking with for years about doing that. And so we felt like we had the ability to take the risk and get the building and give it a shot. Take the, the hard part out of the equation of getting the building and having the container in space and bring people together for their ideas and finally have a platform 
for all those ideas to come together and people to take ownership, just like you're talking about. And it was a complete shit show. Yeah. Because everyone, and here's where it started on my trail of bitterness and jadedness over all the years because I was so open and trusting to a fault that I felt like if people had the opportunity, they would see it and, and, and embrace it. But what happened was most people's instincts, because of their pleasure, their desires for how much pleasure they were really seeking, was to be lazy and not really put the hard work in. They wanted us to get it set up, but then wanted to be the ones responsible for the ideas. Once it's all good. Once it was yeah, all yeah, done. Yeah. But then in it, we even let that try to happen. But they just didn't want to do the work. We're like, well, just do the work and we'll follow that. And every one of them backed out because they had to do something and commit to something and and be there for the betterment of others, not just for themselves. And every time that somebody was asked to please be empowered by their vision and own it and will support it, everyone fell through. Now, with that journey, I quickly realized, whoa, we got to create this into a a way more solid organization that will bring people in at the level they can come in at and then we'll empower from there. So we redesigned the understanding. Right. Not one of them wanted to, to go beyond just having a job and getting money from that establishment. There was there was groups of people that would come in and just volunteer and help and they were the ones that made it actually possible, really, because they're the ones that brought in the happy culture. They brought in the, all the thriving energy and the love and all the other ones that just worked, it was very minimalism mindset. So for me, I quickly got to learn in that whole thing that no matter how ideal we believe people will want things, that's it, it, there's very few and it's a rare breed that will actually step up and take the reins and do things for themselves because most people have so much trauma that just pleasure will be what they seek because of the, how much trauma they've allowed themselves to believe is what their world is made of. Well, isn't it the fact that like, we go back to the, the, the basic premise that we've been farmed again? You know, we've, exactly. been, we've been lab rats from the day we were fucking born. You know, that you go to a hospital to have a baby. And then when understanding sick, that didn't help us at all. Do you either? know what I mean? That you but it helped us realize that we could only count on ourselves in the end. Right. And that's kind of what I was trying to get at is like that story showed me that it's to do this for humanity is to do it from ourselves, not caring or caring how it can help people, but not worried if it doesn't. It's like this thing where when we do right by ourselves, we know that somehow it's going to help someone positively. When we have to try to do something right for people, we've already failed. It's an interesting way of looking at it. I, I think our self-doubt alone is what's programmed in the beginning of that. So the reason why I'm saying that is let's look at the big picture to now. The more we look at politics at all for any solution or the banking system or the government or anything, we have then failed. Politics. Yeah, there you go. That's all but it is. we have failed. That's why I was trying to say that in relativity was yeah. right now we're the only ones that can choose to stay in the middle and at least be sensible enough to go like, well, fuck, we've got to realize that this world is going for the first time ever in humanity is going is polarizing itself for real now to where we have a transhumanistic movement of followers and then we have the other rest of the people the divergence that are preserving the analog way of nature and so for the first time we're we're seeing those people that are preserving the analog nature of human humanity is observing humanity 
uh, evolving out of its nature. I think you know, even if it's in the mind, but I, in our actions. I, well, you, you've, I would assume that you've talked about transhumanism. Yes, on the Great Reset with Chris and, the, and the players, old, old Schwab in the butt, yeah. <laughs> Klaus Anal Swab. You will have nothing, and you'll be happy, darling. Ah, we'll put grease like, on the end. Have everything and be beautiful, ugly, darling. <laughs> but here's the thing, you know, with this whole thing with. Ray Kurzweil, the you know, chief you know, engineer at yeah. Google, if you've ever seen the Singularity documentary. Oh, yeah, bro. You know, and uh, they're fucking insane. They worship. They're not like you and me. You know, I mean, we were talking about this before we went on air about the, the Black Eye Club and the yeah. deception perception yeah. um, of what you see and what you really get. And um, it's merging with the synthetic to me these people are criminally insane. That's the only way I can say it. And they've sold you now as if it's all super normal and, you know, the tech. I mean, I, I brought some stuff with me tonight we can talk about of the patents that exist, if you wanted to get into it, of nanotechnology and synthetic biology. Sure. Uh, we have 15 minutes left. Okay, ribonucleic acids. And I do want to talk a little bit about the food the yeah, local food let's thing. Let's do the local food then. No, at, I mean, we could do it after or before. But we could wrap it up with that too. That's fine. You know, that people go, what? You believe in all that conspiracy stuff? You go, well, it's all there. Did you know that Terminator and Blade Runner weren't really movies? They were adverts of coming soon. That's all they really were. Preemptive Skynet programming, and all that. predictive programming. And they're yeah. going, like, this is the shit that we've got in the bag. And we'll unveil it shortly. It'll be available at a high street shop near. But you. that's what Hollywood's for: is to, is to indoctrinate people into not being shocked when it happens. Right. Like they're they're slowly but surely helping people get used to these things over time by using movies as a medium, as an augmented reality, yeah, predictive or preemptive yeah, programming. Exactly. Go coming soon. You know that you're already by the time it comes out, you go. You're not conscious of it, but you go. Oh yeah, it's fucking really cool because you saw it in Terminator twenty years ago. Right. You know what I mean? And um, oh, I heard of that. Yeah, fucking hey, man. Won't even have to get off the couch anymore, bro. <laughs> right. We'll just jack right in. <laughs> yeah. Get me you know. some jack. So um, these are some of the patterns that are going, that are actually real. People might go fucking really, and they go check them out. Um, you can find the patents. Dangerous sequence of RNA and DNA patent. Self-replicating materials operating in systems inside nanomachines. That's another patent. Activation via frequency in 5G. That's another patent. Yep. And so we're talking about synthetic biology. Um, it says here, synthetic biology is a field of science that involves redesigning organisms for useful purposes by engineering them to have new abilities. And... You know, you can look at all this and go. That's right. What we see. How about contract tracing? Was developed in 2013 or 2015 by Rothschilds by one of the Richard Bro Rothschild with yeah. Richard Rothschild. Yeah, yeah, for the COVID thing. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. and dude, I found all the facts and all the research documentation on yeah. those patents. Yeah, the patents filed. Yeah. Yeah, all of that and. And, and he's had updates applied to it since. So oh, yeah. Tried. And they've changed the wording. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to where I found COVID test kits from 2017. That were being sold and financed by the World Bank. That's right. Right. And then someone That's took right, a screenshot bro. of it. Well, I have actually, the, I, on archive.org, I have the actual. Yeah, no. 
I have the documents okay, great. from archive.org. Because then somebody leaked it and went, check it out. Right, but it was a screenshot that was altered. There was 12 I, billion. I reverse imaged that screenshot, and it was altered from the original, bro. Oh, was it? Okay. So someone photoshopped that. This is how deep this fucking psyop goes, bro. Right. When you want to talk those terms. That screenshot was, was edited. I found the original. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that screenshot's what started me on the rabbit hole. I'm like, what the fuck? And then I trolled and digged, and I found it, but it was altered to support the other side of the narrative. It's a bit like Barry Sotero, a.k.a. Barack Obama's birth certificate, right? There you go. And go, somebody left the fields open in the Photoshop to show that it had been altered. The typeface was in a different modern typeface that didn't exist when he was born. And you're going like, you fuckers. But whoever did it left it all the fields open, the cells, so you could uncover what they'd done. Right. Somebody and, was clever. Well, that's and so are the people that are clever. Like I recently posted the origins. Like I shared that link with you. It comes from archive, but it shows the trace, the track all the way back to the origin, not origins of coronavirus. Yeah. But it shows exactly the research papers that were done all around Wuhan lab during the time of yeah, patient you did, zero. So I looked at that. Yeah. And and there's so much connected to that that if you look at the timestamps. Of all those documentations, it goes from 2013, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, all the way right. up. And you can see the timeline of what they were doing, preparing to engineer SARS for this human application. And they were also told, right, in the U- U.S. that they basically that's not a conspiracy. Banned, banned the genetic manipulation of that. So Fauci outsourced it to China and Wuhan. That's right. And gave him the grant to do it, right? That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. For other reasons, but they did it with that grant. Right. Yes. And how basically 5G is, it, everything's vibration. It's a vibrational war with, that we're in right now, right? Mm-hmm. Vibration. And how they've created a synthetic ribonucleic acid, which is the Moderna. The guy from Moderna, I've got him on film saying, we have hacked the code of life, all right, right. DNA. And basically another quote from him saying, this, not a vaccine because it's a genetic therapy. Right. There's no live virus or no dead virus in there. CRISPR as well, like Bill Gates said. That's all connected. That's Stanford work. That they basically inserted a kind of synthetic code into your DNA to manufacture spike proteins. Right, That's and basically, right. it's a it's a Wi-Fi to do many things. Though once yeah. you're edited, you're yeah. always editable. Yeah, and that's the main thing. Right, it's like yes, they're going to do that for this thing because it also weakens the other innate immune cells in your body right. and dumbs them down so that you're affecting, you're able to be affected by other things, like the corona and the COVID. The COVID part is the mindset. That's the thing keeping people afraid of something. Yeah, as a collective. Right. Now the virus itself isn't even real it's an influenza but the vaccine is the wetware that links us up to the programmable the, system the operating system that's going to be linking you into the internet that's of correct things, well that's the it. smart grid that's right and 5g influential right. through 5g or through just the devices because here's the thing for me bro like they know our bodies respond to vibration and frequency like you're saying but imagine what kind of vibration your body gives off when it's afraid check it out it's a powerful that's thing it. that's what david Icke was saying about the entities the fourth dimensional entities that feed off fear it's a it's a food source for them that's right right and that and it's like people go oh, do you believe in all that chemtrails and reptilian bollocks it's like 
hey man, <laughs> how far and deep do you want to go with all this? But the thing is, now I was reading the other day, the Israelis that are treating their own people like they did the Jews in the Holocaust, the Nazis, the Israeli, right? With right. their ankle bracelets and their passports and right. shit like that. I read, and I wish I had, I, I tend to try and save a lot of articles, but sometimes I get overwhelmed and forget. And it was saying how they could deliver drugs to the body. Check this out through vibration and yeah. frequency. Yeah, While you go, well, that's a real, oh, do you think they're going to cure cancer and save your fucking life? Because the Rockefeller Institute knew 100 years ago all the cures for cancer. Peyton LaRue, if you know of him, who was their chief scientist, discovered you could transmit cancer from a chicken right. that had a tumor. He ground it up, put it in a syringe, injected it in other chickens. Guess what? The chicken's got cancer. And then they found out there was a thing called SV40 or simian right. virus 40, yep. which is where AIDS came from, that came from monkeys. That's an enzyme, viral enzyme, that carries these particular genetics that will give you cancer. And David fucking cunt face Rockefeller, as I love to call him, who's dead now, thank God, you old reptile, said in memoirs, his book, this is quote unquote, as we all know from our friends at the Rockefeller Institute and our dear fellow Peyton LaRue, cancer is a virus. He said that fucking verbatim in his book. Cancer is a virus. It's transmissible. They know it. Dr. Holder Clark, who's had life, had a high velocity bullet through a wall because she sussed it out as well with a high powerful electron microscope. It's like, this ain't what they say it is. You know what I mean? And anyway, what's my point here that um, going on about that if you can, uh, it's like there was another uh, patent as well that I read how these two guys in Manhattan Beach, and I've got the patent at home on my computer, could influence your emotional state if you were near a terminal or right. a television. Right. That was patented in 2002. Yeah, I saw that patent. And then in the patent it said, I read through the Well, patent. they do it through strobe and through the lighting. It's a bit, it's a bit like kind of Blu-ray. Where do you think Blu-ray yeah. came from, right? right. You know, the right. Blu-ray, got the new DVD, right. Blu-ray, right. right? Anyway, and... It said in the patent, and I remember reading it, reading through the patent, because I'm a geek like that, and going, boring, boring, boring. It said, Me too, it's it data. has all these blah, 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 but it could be in the wrong hands, used for nefarious purposes. Right. I'm paraphrasing right. that, but I'm going, oh, yeah. And guess who the wrong hands are? They go, right. we'll have that. You know, and the same way with the Israelis. And with now Everything's saying, a biological weapon right, in that way. Saying that you could transmit medication now through vibration right, right? they well, found here, a way to do it here's something that bring this back to local because we're getting close to the end of our okay, first set okay let's do the local thing yeah. well no really is Otsuka Pharmaceutical yeah who owned a patent on CBD with GW That's Pharmaceuticals right. in well Great Britain said. well done thank you dude. very much did well my done. research and on that G and uh, Bayer strong armed them and got it off of them oh did they yes they oh, did because they had permission from the FDA they did and they in did. 21 countries worldwide. That was four they years did, ago. Right. But they got boom, bumped off that by oh, Bayer. That's, did they? Remember when Bayer came into the scene? Who now own glyphosate. There you go. And Monsatan, as there I call you go. them. So yeah. they were the leading ones, though, that developed the patent for CBD. But uh, the other thing that was their main primary was the digital smart pill. Ah, uh, okay. And I have the patents and I have the research that basically says that they were using crystal water crystal geyser water as their medium for the, all their research you see that's so what, but this is why pure, they pure buy water. this yeah. right yeah this is why they bought that i this thought is why they bought crystal geyser they uh, this is what i said to do you remember paz who died recently yeah. the guy used to go around hunting mushrooms yeah. and wild plants and edibles and uh 
he talked to me about that and I said my um, conjecture is my aspersion is that they were going to use that to be a manufacturing plant for pure because the water pure CBD whatever it didn't work out how they wanted it to you also know there's well they lost the they lost the patent uh, to it okay you also know there's a deep underground military base down there don't you Sure. So they allege. I don't know that yet. There's well, there's 80 levels. It's the biggest, largest in the U.S. Didn't you once tell me you saw George Bush Senior come here by train? I did. And go up there. I think, no, I saw him. I saw. Oh. I didn't see him go there. I saw him come in town through Dunsmere okay. on the train. But here's the weird part: is he stopped at the I Am Foundation at that train stop. But here's the funny part: is I f- I did a bunch of deep research okay. on. The I Am Foundation. Okay. And it led me back to the we early... Might, we might get killed for saying this on air. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> but uh, in the early... In the 50s and 60s, that place was bought. But this is where it gets really deep. That The research led me to talking about... That was one of the first... Um, Military bases. That building, that facility has underground uh, well, bunkers. They've got, they've got the gates, the metal That's steel right. doors down in Dunsville with the Templar the sign mountain. in it. With the Templar uh, sign so on got it. Templar. But but there, that facility was where the first some of the first MK Ultra experiments happened. That doesn't George surprise Bush, me. George Bush Jr. Senior and Dick Cheney yes. did their training there. And they, from what this research said, is Mount Shasta. But way back then, when there was hardly people here. That's where they did the human hunting hunting trauma training. Thank you very much. I'm going to I'm going to pick you up on that cuz the book called Transformation America by a woman yeah, called Arizona Wilder. I've heard of whose her. Whose real name is Kathy O'Brien. I know who it is. David Ike speaks to her. She names Mount Shasta as the area and I won't say the names on air cuz they're fucking probably top me. But there are three families that live close to here. On yeah. their estates, somewhere not far from here. Henderson, and, uh, yes, uh, that, we probably better uh, say this off air because they're powerful families, and I don't want to fucking end up in a kind of unmarked hole somewhere. I'm not. If if God ha- or if life has meant for me to go that simply, then so be it. I'll just I'll stop being a nuisance to all those people <laughs> that can't stand me. Well, I was there was a guy also. Have you ever seen this? That um, there's a reason why they call Wairika the Golden City. All right. I call it a little bootsy, but okay, it's a bit of like kind of yeah, rednecks and pedophiles. But let's leave that for another conversation. <laughs> Jeez, that's Dunsmuir. <laughs> well, it's all the same, isn't it? Family-friendly town. It is rehousing sex offenders in Dunsmuir and getting yeah, paid by no, the state of California. It's I Amers love and spiritual sex. But you know that, don't you? Dunsmuir was getting paid by the state of California to rehouse pedophiles and yeah, sex the, offenders. The actual senator <laughs> who was the lawyer who would get pedophiles off. He made a deal, struck a deal with the state of California to put them there at the Traveler's Lodge. <laughs> yes. That's a family-friendly town, forgive the, the pun. Yeah, That's right. right there yeah. you go. Don't leave your kid alone in the play part, honestly, mate. Yeah. Anyway, what I'm saying is, joking aside, that, okay, you're talking about Bush, you're talking about my... I got a guy I worked with. He's now moved to Texas, okay? He told me he was walking on the east side of Military Pass Road, there's another guy who's an ex-Green Beret who was online and he did a thing saying that there was a jump station to Mars. I'm not really sure about that because whatever, right. on the east side of the mountain, right? He Uh-oh. was out there walking one day. A guy in fatigues came out, fucking armed to the teeth, told, he said, I don't know where this fucking guy came from. And I went, you shitting me? He was like, no. 
told him, you're in the wrong place, buddy. You need to leave right I'll now. tell you. I have my own experience of that. Okay. Okay, I was at Sheep Rock. You know where that is? Okay, yeah, I know Sheep Rock. So I was 97 Highway. Yep, I was at the base of Sheep Rock out by some land I was looking at. And there's parcels on the other side of A12, not the side where Pluto Cave is, the other side against the base of Sheep Rock. Yeah. So I was up driving around there. Yeah. And I, there's a, a, um, a bob wire fence at the very base of Sheep Rock runs the whole print runs the whole thing. Yeah. So we went up to that and we started uh, like looking for some way to get around and over that fence. Within ten minutes, bro, we looked over because you know we're kind of up above. Yeah. At the base of the mountain where the fence is, and you could see a twelve and everything. Yeah. There was three fucking uh, tinted out SUVs coming right towards us, bro. Like they were driving. The we're like, Whoa, black, look at that. Yeah. We're like, look at that. Look at those cars. And they're, oh, shit, they're turning on the road. They turned right coming towards the road that we got to where we're at. So we ran and got out of the way and drove off and sat and watched. And they came right to where we were. There's a map of the tunnel network of the so under- I've had that experience of the there. underground Magneto Leviton trains that go to the underground bases in the U.S., Shasta's one of the connection points on the West Coast. It's interesting. Thank you very much. Rest my case. It's been a wonderful show. <laughs> it has. Thank you, everybody. Um, we're coming to the end of our second hour. One uh, big shout out to our local community. Crystal Geyser is gone. We mentioned it last week. Um, they're on their way Yay! out. And that b- building's becoming available. There's some people in the community and the city council that want to do something with it. But, hey, we're reaching out to say to the community, let's do something positive. I have an idea. Let's do some hydroponic food for food security and grow local food movement. And cannabis. And cannabis there's, and other things. There's $630 million by Gavin Newscom. I'll say that, the governor of California, who's now made a cannabis incentive because he's trying to save his ass in the recall yeah. vote to put $630 million into grants for like communities to up the game it could be the biggest fucking grow up in it could be california it could be for that sake of money and food well food because so that we can eat and give jobs to people and get high baby that's right get high baby keep our heads straight yeah baby i'm good for it give me no one i'm so grateful gandalf that you got to come in and we want to have you back Really? Oh, big time. Oh, my God. I on a say that on air, basic. And Reg- then I'll be thrown off the property as soon as the <laughs> mic goes off. <laughs> no, as soon Get like, him out. We, we want to do back. this regularly, and we want to invite others in, too. We're going to start opening up the podcast here to getting more community involved because there's so much brilliance here, and this is awesome. This is the way that we can grow more together in our community and be an example and a model just to talk about workout stuff. You got something to say? Call us on our hotline, 530-859-0161. That's 530-859-0161. That's a word from us, Leave us a text if, you know, you want to talk about stuff, you want to bring up topics, you want to do things, get involved. Next week, Facebook will be back online. Instagram will be back online. But if nothing else, you always can know. You can find and listen to our podcast at wvcradio.live for free. Anytime. Shasta Fridays, 10 to 12. Shasta We love you, everyone. Thank you for being here and stay safe. And if you can't be good, be careful. That's right. And stay undivided as best we can. We love you. <laughs> One love. All right. Over and out. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> <laughs>